what you add to this world is who you are and not what you look like. And we spend far too much time valuing ourselves off of what we look like and not who we are. And the problem with that is what we look like is going to forever change. It is the least consistent thing about me and you. I won't look the same today as I will tomorrow, as I will in five minutes when I change my hair or do all my makeup. So why we place the value on that, you are never going to choose a variable as you're consistent. Whereas who we are and what we add to this world, like our work ethic, what type of partner we are, what type of friend we are, our sense of humor, um, our drive, the type of parent we are, those things about who we are always stay consistent regardless of that inconsistent thing about us changing. We are so excited. Alicia, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's so excited to have you for everyone listening and not watching. I am with Alicia McCarvel. She is, how do you know? I was like looking this up. I was like, how do I even describe her? She's everything. She is a TikTok sensation. She has grown her platform on social media through embracing self-love and body positivity and getting rid of the rhetoric that our entire value as human beings and especially as women comes from the size of our bodies. And she's just doing beautiful things. Um, We're so excited to have her. Is there anything I missed? Can you give us a rundown what you're doing right now? Honestly, I'm doing a little bit of everything. And I feel like that's like the hardest part to to describe to people. They ask me like what I do or, you know, what my platform is about. Um, I tried really hard at the beginning of my platform not to put myself in one specific box. The whole point of my platform is to break down, you know, society's box. So I, I tried really hard to make sure that I was focusing on multiple things about who I was and not just one single thing. Um, and I'm still discovering it. Uh, I feel like every time I open my mouth, every interaction that I have, I'm learning a little bit more about myself, about my audience, about people who love and support me and uh it kind of unlocks a a little bit more of who I am um as I said before we hopped on the call that's why I love doing podcasts because I feel like it is a really cool way to dig a little bit deeper I spend most of my time to be as authentic as I possibly can on my platform but sometimes it's not as deep as you get to get on in a space like this so yeah absolutely we're so excited to have you For those who don't know, can you tell us a little bit about how you got your platform to begin with? Yeah, so I am a very long, exhausting story short. Um, uh, 2018, I lost my job, what I thought was going to be my career for the rest of my life. Um, And it was probably the scariest thing that ever happened to me. I didn't have a savings. Um, Although I was making good money, I was in debt. Um, and my husband and I were living paycheck to paycheck and it was a very uneasy point in my life. However, I took the opportunity along with the support and love of my husband and the people in my life who I will forever be indebted to. Um, I actually took time off. I didn't jump back into the workforce and I started doing things that I loved doing, which was creating, drawing. I was helping plan weddings. Um, 
And then a short period of time later, I started creating on TikTok. Um, and most of my drafts were just videos that I thought were funny. None that I ever let see the light of day um, <laughs> until <laughs> there was a trend called uh, my boyfriend is 10 times harder than me. And it was a sound that said, my boyfriend's 10 times harder than me, check. And then it was a sound that proceeded to photos of said boyfriend or partner. Um, and I was going through the sound, lost in TikTok, as most of us are. Um, and I'm looking at these couples that are under this sound. And by beauty standards, these are traditionally beautiful these are 10 out of 10. Um, and I'm like, what is happening? Because you would open the comment section and it would just be people debating, no, he's more attractive. No, she's more attractive. No, this is wrong with her. This is wrong with him. And I was just like, what? Why? Where is this even a conversation? Why are we even having it? Um, and then I was all fired up and I was like, you know what? If you want to see a couple that by beauty standards doesn't make sense, that I'm going to show you one. So I posted a video of me in the front in my plus size body and my husband in the background in his super athletic bodybuilder body. I wholeheartedly exploited him. And, and I sent it to him and I was like, this is going to go viral. And he was like, no, no, it's not. And sure enough, within a few days, views just started catapulting, catapulting, and catapulting. And contrary to what I think I thought was going to happen. I was prepared for the awful. But what I found was there was a lot of couples out there that don't feel like they're as worthy as their partner or as beautiful as their partner. Or there are a lot of couples out there that feel like society doesn't view them as equal as their partner based off of their looks, their ethnicity, their religion, the money they make, Whatever it should be, there was a lot of people out there saying, hey, that's us. We don't look equal, but we have an equal partnership. And it's really cool to see somebody else out there like us. Um, and it just opened this door for a really cool conversation that I didn't think I anticipated having, but I got to have. Um, and it has turned into something far more vast and far cooler than just that initial conversation. Um, but that was what the base of our platform was about, is just couples who don't feel equal to one another in the eye of society. Um, and it has grown into comedy, into movement, into my relationship with body, into self-love, um, into so many other things. But that's that video exploiting my husband is so hard to be the reason why we have a platform and we get to do this. Um, but it was the basis for a much bigger, needed, important conversation. Well, I think that what you did was incredible and what you're doing is incredible. I feel like it's so interesting because you unlocked this societal norm that just hadn't really been talked about a lot. And like you said, I think a lot of couples feel that way in their relationship, but no one really talks about the fact that when they see a couple and one person's more societally attractive than the other, they're like, oh, well, something's off. It's like, well, you don't know anything about them. It's, it's like purely superficial. 
And you could connect on every other level, but if you don't connect appearance-wise, somehow you don't fit. Yeah. And it was just, we do it. We're all guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. Yeah. I am guilty of subscribing to those, those messed up beauty standards. Whereas I would also view a couple and say, okay, let's do this math here, which is what people do when they see my husband and I. They try to devalue him, overvalue me so that the math makes sense. Because yeah. all they're doing is basing it off of me. And I I had an, an, uh, a more recent video go viral where I had this exact conversation. It People view us and they think I must be rich because that adds value to my size. Because me being fat decreases my value. Or they'll look at him and think that he finishes fat women because that decreases his value. Because his value is already high because he looks a certain way. And we just do this equation in our heads to like, okay, we'll make it make sense. Because in our brains, we've been told that it needs to make sense on the outside before we could ever possibly understand why it makes sense on the inside. And I'm here to tell you that it only needs to make sense on the inside. That is the only thing that matters for everything that you do in your body and with the people that you love. It only ever has to make sense on the inside. The outside is stuff that we w- did not sign up to learn, that we've been taught that takes a lot of time to unlearn. Um, the stuff on the inside and how you connect with a human being, that's not learned behavior. That is true connection. That is how we feel. That is who we are. Um, and yeah, it's, I know it. I understand it because I've been in my relationship with my husband for 16 years. We're very lucky. Our relationship transcend our high school acne, awkward, gangly phase to who we are as adults, we've had no choice but to work through each and every different change of our bodies and who we are throughout 16 years. But we didn't get through that because Scott has abs. And me being fat didn't hold us back from being successful in our relationship. None of those things played any part in us surviving as a couple. Our commitment to one another, our ability to trust, our ability to communicate, how much fun we have on a regular basis. Those are the things that have lasted and will continue to last regardless of how I look on the outside, regardless of how he looks on the outside. He's not going to look like this for the rest of his life. Or any of us. Yeah. No, you know, and so I think it's, I find it so funny and I've had this conversation before that, you know, he drops the ball. A pair, you know, a set of abs and big muscles are what makes him a great partner. Um, he has days where those abs don't get him a pass for for getting to do something for me. Or, you know, it's not like yeah. I look at him and say, oh, yeah, you get away with that because of, you know, those. Um, and I think that that's like really important to to as silly as that sounds. When you break it down to such a simple message, people are like, oh, Shoot, you're right. Yeah, because it's it again, the inside and that connection will forever be the most and only important thing when it comes to a partnership, a friendship, and the job that we do. And yeah, there are outside factors. And there are a lot of people who are not motivated to unlearn the things that they've learned about beauty and beauty standards. There are a lot of uh, people making money off of those beauty standards that are, you know, and systems that are making money off of those beauty standards that we have a long road ahead of us in order to get there. But 
it starts with us and it starts with who we are and what we place value on and really challenging how we see other people in society. Um, and it seems so small, but just changing the narrative can have such a huge impact on how we are viewing things, but how the children in our lives are viewing things, how the people we love are viewing things. And um, when millions and millions of people are making that same little change, it becomes a very big, noticeable change. It just takes a lot of time. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more with everything that you just said. And I think that it's just such a beautiful thing that you're doing, trying to shift that perspective that people have had and just that assumption that people have had from society for probably hundreds of years now. Um, I would love to know the point of the show, what the best advice is that you've ever gotten. Um, as a content creator, um, specifically, the best piece of advice that I've gotten was from um, Sarah Landry, the birth papaya. And this was as my platform was blowing up. This was as I was trying to like find myself as a creator. And she told me that if I wanted to be successful, that I needed to save up enough money before I jumped two feet into this career so that I never, ever felt like I had to say yes to something. Um, and I have carried that with me throughout this entire process. Um, and it was a really eye-opening shift for me that I am my brand. The people that follow me are looking to me for things. And if I'm ever put in a position to say yes to something that doesn't align with who I am and who my followers are, then that could be potentially damaging in the future. And often content creators specifically make this mistake of putting themselves in a position where they have to say yes to something that doesn't necessarily align with who they are. Um, and I'll never forget that conversation with Sarah really putting me into a place that like I have a responsibility on my platform and with the people that follow me to take what I do seriously, even if there are people out there that don't take what I do seriously. Um, yeah. And that's definitely, definitely the best piece of advice that I've gotten um, as a content creator and just with my platform. And I feel like it's helped me build trust with my audience and helped me stay true to who I am was was making sure that I was never in a place where I had to say yes to something um, that would have, you know, damaged my values and and uh, my trust and authenticity with my audience and the people that love and trust me. Yeah, I think that's great advice. I think that advice could be extrapolated to a lot of situations in your life. If you have that safety net, you're not forced to do things out of sheer desperation. Yeah. I um, Do you have any best piece of advice that you've gotten for your personal life? Yeah. Um, <laughs> this one, this is definitely, okay, God, my mother is uh, one of my favorite people. Um, and she said to me, and I want to say this lightly because I am assuming we're going to get to the question that says, what's the worst piece of advice? <laughs> uh, and I'm going to say the best piece of advice I've ever gotten for her. And I don't know if it was advice or if it was more of like a nudge. As my platform was growing and people were noticing me and saying things about me and talking about what I was wearing. And, the, you know, my mother said to me, some days you don't even care what I think about your outfits. 
So how could you possibly care about what a stranger thinks? Someone who doesn't know you, doesn't love you, doesn't have any type of piece of you in their heart. And I sat back and I thought, you're right. Like if I could leave here and say your opinion doesn't matter, how could I possibly place more value on the opinions of people who don't know me, don't love me, didn't birth me um, than your own than your own opinion. So um, I think that that was the best advice because at the time I was really being bombarded with the opinions of others with that overflowing arc of I'm not doing enough or I'm doing too much or I'm showing up in the wrong way. Um, and it was just really eye-opening that sometimes the opinions of others, even the people that we love and care about, don't matter. And we have to stick true to like who we are and what we feel is the right thing to be doing at the time. Um, and if you're going to place value on any opinion, it should not be <laughs> the opinion of a stranger on the internet. I could not agree with that more. Why do you think it is, though? It, it, that is such a great piece of advice. And it makes me think, though, why does it hurt so much more when it comes from a stranger? I think that the thing that makes it hurt more is that they don't know who you are. Um, I think that sometimes when we like look at the opinions of others and the hardest thing to hash through is the fact that they don't know who we are. So how could you possibly understand why I'm doing what I'm doing or why I'm wearing what I'm wearing? And for me, what hurts the most is not being able to defend myself or not being able to jump yeah. in to be like, well, I'm doing this because, and if you knew that, you would understand. Um, so I don't know if it's that they hurt. It's that you know that they don't know you. So the fact that somebody is choosing to form an opinion on somebody that they do not know um, it's just a place that I've never lived um, yeah. and never wants to live. Um, so yeah, I think for me, it's just sucks not being able to like jump online and be like, well, I'm doing this because, or this is important to me because, um, and I think that's important to understand, but I also think it's also important to not feel the need to justify every single thing that you do to every single person that, that gives you, um, trouble about what you are doing and that's taken me a long time to learn um, and just that piece of advice from my mother was if you're not going to bat an eye on my opinion why would you bat an eye on the opinion of, of people who don't love you who aren't invested in you and who don't want you to be successful um, and that's just been really really helpful yeah that's a really eye-opening piece of advice well you alluded to this then what is the best or the worst piece of advice you ever got <laughs> I toyed that line because I think that it's important not to care about the opinions of others, but the worst piece of advice that I've been given is to ignore the haters or ignore the people who are being abusive. Um, and I think it's the worst piece of advice because it leaves us complacent. Um, this is my career. This is where I want to spend the rest of my life, living on the internet, making people laugh, making people feel better about who they are, sharing my life with people. And if I just sit back and accept the abuse that comes my way, there's not going to be longevity in what I do. And there are a lot of people out there who are making a difference in this world that don't have the backbone that I do, that don't have the thick skin that I do, that we are going to lose to the hate that is so, so overwhelming on the internet. Um, and I think it's really important to address 
to have conversations about and to set boundaries specifically as a content creator, but most importantly, this translates to everything in your life. Um, uh, and any form of abuse that you're receiving, whether that's from somebody you love, somebody you don't know, your boss, a coworker, it, whatever that looks like to you, it's so important to understand that we can expect abuse in certain situations. I can expect that it's the internet and people are going to say things that I don't agree with or are harsh or are mean to me, but I don't have to accept that type of behavior. Um, so the worst piece of advice I've ever gotten was to ignore it. Because ignoring it and ignoring my beliefs throughout my life and ignoring my beliefs has only forced me to suffer in silence. It has never changed anything. And although it's made me tougher and although it's made my skin, my skin thicker, it has done nothing for me to learn how to set boundaries, to learn how to stick up for myself, to learn what I am worth. Um, and I attribute a lot of hiding from those things and not talking about things for the reasons why I never understood my value in this world until I was 30 years old. Um, and I think that, you know, am I going to address every single person that says a bad thing about me? No, but I do think it's important to, to set those boundaries, educate where necessary. I have a 3E system. I educate, I erase or I eradicate from my space. If it's something that I think is important to have a conversation about and not necessarily for the, for the bully, mostly for the people in my space that might not know their value or need to understand how to properly set a boundary or need to understand what their worth is. I'll educate. I'll use a comment to highlight it and I'll educate the person who has made the statement in hopes that people are watching, listening, and can use that in their everyday life. I'll erase it if it's just, you know, someone being you know, petty on the internet or ridiculous on the internet, because I think it's really important that I don't necessarily get rid of everybody who doesn't tolerate me or my size or my space, because whether or not the people who don't like me believe it, every time you see me, it's increasing your tolerance for me and for people who look like me. And being present and being in this space, I'm a really... I like to think that I'm a hard person not to like. I like to think that I'm funny whether or not you don't like me. And I think that I have an ability to win people over. Um, so I like the erase button because it allows the hate not to exist in my space, but also allows me to continue to exist in theirs, which I think is important. Um, and then I'll eradicate people from my space if I feel like the abuse is far too far past the point of... Um, acceptable or um at the expected type of abuse in my space so if people are saying things in my space that are going to be harmful to my audience um if people are telling me to unalive myself if people are telling me that I, my existence doesn't belong on this earth or in this space then i eradicate them because they're not good for me or the people um within my space so that's kind of how i've 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 created myself a little system which allows me to view it as a business rather than a personal thing, which I think is really helpful. Um, but ignoring yeah. it, ignoring it has always been and will always be the worst advice I've ever got for uh, dealing with bullies and and people. Like whether you're um, using it to educate on your platform, like me, or you're talking to your therapist about it, ignoring it is not an option. 
it needs to be talked about um, and you find a safe space to do that. Yeah, that is such wonderful counsel on the internet because like you said, I do think it detaches you from the situation, from the comments. It makes it very like a business. Like, okay, well, this is hurting my business. This is helping my business. And it makes it less personal. And I think even with people's personal platforms, though, they could use this, even if they're not content creators. I think that's a great criteria for what you allow in your space, because that's what the internet is. That's what our profiles are. They are our personal space and they should be treated as as such. A hundred percent. It's my space first. My space. And in order for it to continue to be a space that's safe for everybody else, it has to be a safe space. A space that is safe for me first. Absolutely. Um, And I think that that's, again, super important. We can expect it because it's the internet, but we do not have to accept it. And yeah, they, you know this this idea that the customer is always right and the things that we were taught growing up, um, that's not true. Sometimes the customers are wrong. Sometimes the people that are in our space are not correct. Whether they're talking about your product or who you are as a human being, sometimes the way they choose to do that is not okay and Absolutely. needs to be set as a boundary. Um, and I think that we are coming to a point in this world where the internet is. This is where people spend all of their time. This is where, um, you know, it's not like it was back in the day. There's no such thing as anonymity on the internet. And I think that that's super important um, to really like take on to that people need to be held accountable for their action on the internet and the things that they say, um, because this is what the world revolves around now. Um, yeah. And you are you are a reflection of yourself in 2023 on the internet. And, and I, I think that that's, again, re- really, 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 really important. Um, and again, I want to do this forever. So if I need to find ways to make sure that I can set those boundaries and feel safe here so that I can continue to make other people f- feel safe in my space. Absolutely. Well, I think that's great advice. Final question that I know everyone would love to know from you is, what is the best piece of advice that you would give to someone who is struggling with the societal beauty standards that are so, so apparent in our world today? Um, I want to preface this with, we have to lead with empathy. And as much as that sucks, that includes the people who are mean to us, that includes the people who don't understand us. We've all been taught the difference between me and the person who's calling me a pig on the internet that I've lived in my fat body and I've had to learn how to move past that. I've been forced to unlearn those things that that same person has not unlearned yet. But I've called myself that name. I've said those things to myself. I am not free of those those behaviors and free of that thinking simply because I'm in a fat body. I've had to unlearn those things. But I think the most important thing that people need to understand, and this is not just people living in fat bodies. When I talk self-love, I'm talking about everybody. This includes my husband and his fit body. This includes pregnant women. This includes postpartum. This includes everybody in their bodies. That what you add to this world is who you are and not what you look like. 
And we spend far too much time valuing ourselves off of what we look like and not who we are. And the problem with that is what we look like is going to forever change. It is the least consistent thing about me and you. I won't look the same today as I will tomorrow, as I will in five minutes when I change my hair or do all my makeup. So why we place the value on that? Absolutely no sense. You are never going to choose a variable as you're consistent. Whereas who we are and what we add to this world, like our work ethic, what type of partner we are, what type of friend we are, our sense of humor, um, our drive, the type of parent we are, those things about who we are always stay consistent regardless of that inconsistent thing about us changing. Whether I am living in a thin body or a fat body, I am funny. Whether I am living in a body with stretch marks or a body without stretch marks, I am a really fucking good partner. Whether I am living in a body that is less than on a beauty standards or or super high on the beauty standards, my work ethic will always be a 10 out of 10. And it's unfortunate that we don't place our value on who we are and we in fact place it on what we look like because at the end of the day, we are not going to look this way forever, but I will forever be funny. I will forever be a good partner. I will forever be a great aunt. Um, and the minute we start shifting that focus, is going to be a, a massive change for everybody. Whether you live within the beauty standards or live with outside of the beauty standards, we are all fighting for the same thing. Um, and I think it's really, really important to stress that the value and what you bring to this world is who you are and not what you look like. I think that is exactly what a lot of people Women especially, I know men as well, but I think women have a special weight upon them for the way that they look. And I think a lot of people needed to hear that. Thank you so much, Alicia. Thank you for joining us on the show. Um, Last thing is tell people where they can go to follow you or keep up with your new projects or collaborations. Let us know the handles. Amazing. So I'm at Alicia McCarville on TikTok and Instagram and at the McCarvels on YouTube. Um, but yeah, pretty straightforward. And uh, those are my two main two main platforms are TikTok and Instagram. And we're hoping to start YouTube up again. But again, okay. lots of work there. Perfect. Well, as she said, she will forever be funny and funny she is. And she will forever <laughs> be a lovable, relatable person on the internet and in person. So if you just want to feel good and get content that uplifts and makes you feel a little bit better about sometimes a very tragic world go visit alicia and her page and thank you so much for coming on the show we are so happy to have you thank you for having me i'm so excited this was wonderful and to all of our listeners thank you so much for tuning into the shift 